Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome everyone to the Out of Spec podcast. I'm Francie, this is Kyle, and today we're talking the facelift on the Model 3 from Tesla. Kyle was in Germany recently and at the IIA Mobility Show, and he happened to come across a new Model 3 Tesla. He did not get the chance to drive it yet, but you did sit in the front, in the back, and really... Uh, have a great video outlining what you saw, what you felt in the car, and what we can expect from the uh, new Model 3 and, you know, really why it uh, was very exciting for you. <laughs> we have Rafiki here on the podcast as well, my dog. Yeah, the dog is is in the podcast. That's always great. But I thought it'd be kind of fun not necessarily to repeat what we already put in the Out of Spec Reviews video, but maybe to talk a little bit about Model 3 refresh, how Tesla presented the car, um, ask some questions to the audience, of course, about like, why the heck was this a Euro and China upgrade, not US? And um, yeah, so basically we'll get into the whole thing. And it starts with um, a car wow video and an auto top NL video, the two that I saw at least uh, from a pre-release, pre-recording launch event in Oslo. Now that's pretty common. We're invited to a lot of these as well, um, where we're able to you know, film the car ahead of time under embargo where we don't talk about it. And then all of the reviewers release the reviews at the same time. We've never really seen Tesla do this before for a product launch other than, I'm trying to think like maybe Tesla track mode when they did... Um, Track pack for Model S Plaid. They did a launch in Europe for this as well, so that was cool. Um, but this is really the first time they, they've ever launched a car this way in collaboration with Select Media. And I think they chose great outlets to launch the car with. CarWow has the biggest reach pretty much of any automotive YouTube channel um, out there right now. They are incredible. Matt's an awesome reviewer. I think very fair on Tesla points out when they have issues, but also shows the positive. So I really appreciated uh, him getting a first look at the car. Uh, I'm a viewer, a fan of their channel. So, so definitely loved that. 
And then um, shortly after that launch event, or I should say the the unveiling when the car went live on all the Tesla websites and the news broke of all, all of the changes, we saw a um, sort of a last minute uh, party, if you will, in Lillestrøm, Norway about, uh, you know, where they invited a whole bunch of Tesla owners to come and check out the car. So it was a party. It wasn't media focused specifically, but for anyone Tesla interested. Right. So, so yeah, the media had access ahead of time, I believe like earlier that day or the day before there wasn't much time. And then the party happened, you know, right pretty much then. And they were doing test drives and test rides. And that's where a friend of the channel, Bjorn, got to go and film some videos. Interesting, he wasn't invited ahead of time. I thought he would have been on the media uh, list to go film the car. Uh, you know, totally understand why we're not. We're American media. The car's not launching in our market. So that kind of made sense. Um, but yeah, for, for Bjorn, I thought he should have been at the, the launch party for this car. Um, and then uh, maybe we should just briefly touch on what this car is. And it is the uh, what, what has been referred to internally as the Model 3 Highland, uh, which is a sort of mid-cycle refresh of the Model 3. Typically, Tesla hasn't done many of these. No, they haven't. They, uh, Model S is the only one I can think of in October 2016. It's It's been a long time. I mean, they've really just been running with what they have. So that's why this is also so exciting. And... I would say, I mean, it does seem like there are significant improvements, but, you know, it's not a new car, but it is improvements on, you know, the the well-running wheel that they have. And it's exciting to see what they've taken and prioritized in this facelift, right? Yeah, so slight styling changes front and rear. I think the whole car looks a bit sharper, looks a little bit nicer. Uh, obviously, the ones that they had at the show had like perfect body panels, but also the entire show were like German benchmarking engineers running around with tape measures everywhere and like measuring every single bit of every car, not just Tesla. To the nanometer. Yeah, really, truly, it was pretty amazing. Some guys had like lasers out that were like measuring stuff. Really? I was at the Xpeng booth and I was talking to some guys who work for was it Bosch or a tier one supplier that was measuring the entire car wow. uh, to get some information? I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, really invested in, uh, I bet also pointing out if they have a car debuting like this right in the market to see what they can expect. Yeah, everyone's always benchmarking everyone's stuff. It's yes. nothing new, but it's no. fun to see it happen. And yeah, this Model 3, people were all over it at the IAA. So again, the, the refresh really comes down to very little mechanical changes, mm -hmm. new suspension. I went over it in the whole video. Right. Um, you know, d different sound system, perforated seats, uh, slightly different steering wheel, no more stocks, which is really the main controversial component of this car. Right. So no turn signal, no gear selector stock, which I think is a huge miss um, the car really should have those. I think tactile's really important uh, in any car. And, you know, it doesn't really seem like it's a necessary thing to eliminate from the EV. Nonetheless, they did. And so, of course, if you haven't already seen Kyle's video where he really dives in while he's in Germany, please go watch that. Um, great video. Very in-depth. Of course, Carwell's video is also really cool with them behind the wheel. I did watch that and thought it was a great video. Really informative. Um and we can't wait till we can get behind the wheel. But yeah, I can't wait to drive the damn thing. Yes, of course. When do you think that will be? Well, I'll probably... So I'm going to Europe, I think, three more times before the end of the year or four more times, something like this. So I'm going to be, you know, signing up for a test drive as soon as I can at one of those locations or hopefully a viewer takes delivery of one. 
Great. Yeah, so hopefully before year end, we'll have some driving reviews. I don't know of which version. Um, but there's a few things that came up after our video that mm -hmm. we learned. The first was a blind spot monitor in the A pillar. That's like a little light that lights up when a car is next to you. A lot of cars have this, but Tesla never have. Hmm. Uh, they've always shown you a blind spot in the infotainment screen. So right. that was really cool. Mm -hmm. And then we also will have another podcast coming on this, but there were some regu regulatory filings for the car in China that showed slight differences to battery powertrain stuff. Again, we don't know if it's just a different way of rating the car. I haven't mm -hmm. really dug into it much. The powertrain is going to be similar, but we're not 100% convinced it's identical to the pre-refresh car. What do you think of the way that Tesla is introducing this new facelift Model 3 to the market? Do you think it's significant? Do you think it should be followed? Well, it's different. It's the first time they've ever done a car launch for Europe and China before the U.S. And that's mostly because they've retooled the Shanghai factory, which is where those cars are Model 3s are supplied from that factory for that region. Uh, Fremont, my understanding, we won't see this car in North America until 24. So we have another three or four months minimum until the car launches in the U.S. is just the rumor. You never know with Tesla. Right. And so, yeah, it's very interesting. Even, you know, what's what's funny is people think Tesla doesn't have a PR department, which in the U.S. they really don't. There's a couple people, but they don't really talk to anyone. In Europe, they're much more active working with the media, which is why the launch also went this way, working with some YouTubers. And we were talking to the Swedish PR person and the German PR person who happened to be there when I was filming the car. Um, which worked out really great. And, uh, you know, they, they even offered us a press car, which I was like, what the heck? That's Tesla offering us. I, I basically said, I want to do top speed down the Autobahn in a plaid with track pack. And they're like, oh, we got a car. Like, you can use it. Just got to figure out the dates. So I need to go back and figure out the dates because yes. <laughs> it wasn't available from the time of our trip, sadly. Um, Have to return and take advantage of that. Yeah, I really, really, really want to go just send a plaid down the Autobahn with the track pack, which will do like 328 kilometers an hour, which is crazy. Yes, um, it is. So yeah, be pretty epic. G-Force. But okay, so like totally different vibe of Tesla in Europe mm -hmm. and then Tesla in China, also much more interactive than Tesla in the US. So the way they launched the car, I think, was way better than if they launched the car here, which would have just been update to the website and no information. Right. A bit... Uh inconspicuous yeah in comparison and is that you know more because they already have a huge market share here or generally understood i mean i i think that more information sharing is always useful especially if you're trying to get people to hop the fence but yeah it's hard with tesla there's no way we can peek into the beast and understand what the heck is going on in their heads and 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 they're not always consistent in the way that they operate and um, yeah, but but, you know, so the communication of the car was really interesting. Uh, the way we were able to film it was I had heard it was at the IAA and they're um, uh, they actually sent out a notice to all German media, which some friends of mine who are reviewers in Germany sent to me as well, forwarded along and said, hey, the car is going to be available for reviewers to check out in these time slots. Great. And that was really cool. I unfortunately was busy during those time slots. So mm. we, we had already other shoots with other automakers lined up. So I couldn't make any of those to film the car. But I thought, oh, well, if it's going to be on display, we'll try and get a video tomorrow. And that's what happened. It was the next day. So the next day we heard that not only was there one inside the IAA 
in the building at the Munich uh, Convention Center, but that there was also one outside in this city center display with a few other automakers. It was next to Lucid, next to Ford, Xpeng was there, but it was in like this totally secluded area from the big events. And honestly, it was pretty quiet. And so that was the red car that we filmed. So mm-hmm. I walked over there, you know, first thing in the morning, we were right there. Um, we met the, the press guys there who were viewers, which was great to see. And, um, you know, they're like, you can film whatever you want. We can't do anything about people around the car. Like they're there to see it as well. And we didn't ask for anyone to move. We're like, that's fine. We'll just start elbowing people out of the way. And they had a chuckle and they're like, yep, film it. So that's where we shot the video. We just walked up, filmed it. And yeah, we battled a lot of people around the car, but that, that worked out okay. Um, and I, I think the video came out reasonably okay for really not researching the car much ahead of time. I think we had probably the most detailed video on YouTube uh, at least I'm not sure up to now, but at the time mm-hmm. is the feedback that we got. So I was really pleased with how the video came out, but we still missed things like the blind spot indicator. Um, and, and I'm sure there's a few other little things that I missed in there as well. It's probably a bit more difficult when you don't have it all to yourself and are actually driving the car and exploring it. So or... driving the car is the next big thing because there should be so much more soundproofing mm-hmm. uh, in it, which I'm really looking forward to. You've driven my Model 3. It's quite loud and noisy. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And then the big question is what the heck are they going to do with the performance? Right. Because right now they only have the LFP rear wheel drive, the base car and the long range all wheel drive, mm-hmm. which has like huge range because they've optimized the tire and we put it all in the main video. The performance trim hasn't been announced for the car and I'm hoping they do something really spicy. I want to see a model three plaid. I mean, it seems like. What else would be left to add? Yeah, so the existing car, if you look at Model 3 Performance available today, our colleague Colton just bought one. I thought it was the wrong decision, but he's happy with it. I was like, just wait for the refresh. And he's like, no, I want to get it now. He had to jump on it. And he loves it. I I was in it yesterday. It's cool. Um, It's great. Same spec as my car. He already has it. Yeah, it's in the shop. Yeah. Great. So that's cool. But um, the thing is, if you look at the current generation Model 3 Performance, and you compare it to the future Ionic 5N coming out and EV6 GT, you're down on power, you're down in certain areas when it comes to differential technology, potentially suspension technology as well. And so Model 3 used to be the ultimate like performance electric car, but I just was ripping an EV6 GT down the Autobahn and through corners, and it's like pretty awesome. Not to say it's necessarily better than Model 3, but there's some real stiff competition coming up in this $60,000 performance electric sedan category. And uh, I think they need to be spicier. I mean, if I, I really think they should do plaid drivetrain in a Model 3, maybe detune it slightly, give it 800 horsepower, but do something nuts. Nuts. Not quite plaid, but almost there to differentiate it? Yeah, I think they always have to keep Model S as the top. I mm-hmm. wish they didn't. If, if I was Tesla, I would make Model 3 plaid you know, same power, same output as Model S. The thing is it has a smaller battery pack mm-hmm. or it, I imagine it would have to have a smaller battery pack, shorter chassis and everything. So the battery would probably be limited, limited as to how much power it could output. Uh, but how cool would it be to just see Tesla crank everything up to 12 and say, here's everything we can do in a great chassis, three motors, doesn't matter if it's two, three, four, just go crazy with it and charge a little bit more money and then just smoke everyone that's what i hope they do fingers crossed 
I mean, they've been crazy enough to build a Model S Plaid with three motors and a thousand horsepower and sell it for 80 grand now or 90 grand. That's true. I just wonder if they really would pour all of the bells and whistles into one model already. I feel like they might sprinkle it throughout rather than all in one. I don't know. I feel like Tesla's always been like, if we got it, we throw it in the car. And so the car, you know, okay, so the performance is still a big unknown that I'm really excited to see what they do. And again, of course, I want it to be a true performance spicy machine. You know, a future BMW M3 killer, which is rumored to have quad motors and be a real insane machine. But if we look at the existing product, the long range and the LFP, the 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 car's value only increased by $1,000 over the outgoing model. And for that, you get glazing everywhere in the car on the windows, you get a better sound system, you get ventilated seats, you have a new screen with better UI or snapper UI, brighter screen, you get, I don't even know what else, a whole bunch of other stuff in the car, everything we covered in the video, new suspension, new aero improvements. So it's five to 7% more efficient, uh, according to the Tesla people I spoke to. Right. It just seems like the best value car on the market for like 40 grand, you get Huge range, great charging, best charging network, great driver assistance with autopilot. Um, you know, not necessarily saying it's going to be full self-driving, but just if you want it to stay in the middle of the lane and give you adaptive cruise, comes as standard and it's great. Uh, there's not anything that can come close to that value on the no. market. Not even close to it. No, I feel like if you, this is the best value EV on the market. It's, it's just best value car on the market. True. And I feel like unless you just don't want to buy Tesla for whatever reason, then and you're looking at the other options and that's where the com competition comes in. But otherwise, Tesla's, I mean, it's something to model. It, they're after. almost untouchable. It's so like when you see someone driving a Polestar 2 or an EV6, you're just like, oh, you didn't buy the Tesla because you either hate Elon or want it to be different but not because you wanted a better car. I mean, certainly there are certain areas of each car that are better than Tesla, but as a whole package, which you need to consider, um, Tesla's by far building the best car in the market right now. And I said that in the video, it's quite controversial that I called it the best car in the world when you factor everything in. And I truly believe that. I've thought about it for weeks now. It's like, okay, yeah, a Porsche 911 is probably the best car in the world if you don't factor price. Sure. But as soon as you throw the price and your running costs and everything into it, okay, maybe it, it just like Model 3, if you just need a car and you're a normal person, and here's the dog barking, so maybe we'll wrap up the podcast here pretty soon. Certainly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it does feel like it's the best value on the market. If you disagree also, please let us know. You don't even have to offer that. They'll let us know either way. <laughs> and yeah, certainly people will disagree. For a lot of people, the car is not perfect. Some people want a hatchback. Some people want massaging seats like an ID4 has. Everyone will prioritize different things. I'm just saying as an average across everything our viewers are looking for in a car, I truly believe this is an unbelievable value. We'll see what the pricing's like when it comes to the US. Um, Tesla's communication of the car was super interesting how they launched it. Uh, I think it looks great. I'm so excited uh, for it to launch here because then we can do all the comparison testing and Definitely. all that stuff. So be excited to dive into that. So aside from the Model 3 coming to the U.S. market, we're looking for that next. What else do you think we can expect from Tesla coming up? Oh, Cybertruck deliveries any day now. And by the time this podcast goes up, who knows? They may have already started. Yeah. I mean, people are seeing them on the roads, aren't they? Yeah, they're all release candidates. So they're just doing final testing before the car goes on sale. 
None coming to Colorado for us, though. Uh, there might be one in Colorado at behind our service center in Loveland, is what I've heard. Oh, the rumors. Yeah, I got to go check. I'm actually, I should go there tonight and check it out. Yeah, do a drive-by. Yeah. Let us know what you see. I will. Well, thanks, Kyle. Um, can't wait to hear about what you see on your next trips to Europe that are coming up. Um, thanks for diving into this. Thanks for joining us today on the Out of Spec podcast. If you have stories that you'd like us to cover, feel free to email us at podcast at outofspecstudios.com or tweet me at hey underscore Francie on Twitter or X. Happy to have you here and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.